Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the two in one golf podcast. It's 2023. The world of golf is back. Um, we are back. I am back. Uh, how is everyone's New Year's? New Year's was good. It was uh nice and quiet, which is uh which is nice. Um, but no, it's 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 here. We're ready. 2023, uh teen up to be a big year, no pun intended. Um, but yeah. No, uh, no more free weekends without golf for the next 34 weeks is what I just uh, told you guys a little earlier. So we're excited to see uh, what's going to come of it. What yeah. was the pun? I, I missed the pun there. What was it? I said teeing up. Golf, uh, tee. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Come on. You'll be here all, all right. week, folks. Yeah. Starting the year off with a banger there. Mm. Yeah, there you go. So we have the full crew here. Um, hopefully we're all here for 2023. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll sign... Dwayne um and get get a fourth mic on here but uh very interesting couple of weeks um for myself um and I know Matt and I we played at a golf course recently and had a very interesting experience um do you want to hop into that straight off the straight off the bat I'm not gonna lie I don't really want to talk about the holidays um they came they went I'm not a Grinch, but I'm not a huge holiday person. Um, but do y'all have anything you want to share before we hop into the to the golf experience? Well, holidays was, here were oh yeah, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I was gonna say holidays here were pretty low key. Unfortunately, everyone in my house except myself managed to get sick on Christmas Day, which is always a real winner. So, uh, so yeah, so that was fun. Um, so Sterling, I'm kind of in your boat, man. I'm I'm glad to get those behind me and you know just tear into 2023 yeah i kind of um had this a similar uh situation over here mike everyone got sick this past week well everyone except for my wife so she managed to avoid it which has been uh, nice for her not so great for the rest of us but no i mean the holidays were good um i was on vacation this week uh put up a swing set today which was uh, something i'd hope i never have to do again um we also remodeled our our bathroom upstairs which was uh um i wouldn't say fun um it was just something else to do i guess but i do want to get into so we we were kind of talked before sterling about the worst gifts to get someone uh, a golfer for christmas did anyone get any great gifts uh this this holiday season non-golf related or golf related golf related or if non-golf related did you get any just absolute just this is the best thing I've seen in a while kind of thing. I'll go last year. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm generally buying the gifts or at least paying for the gifts. So if anything's coming to me, it's generally coming from me in one, uh, <laughs> one <laughs> form or fashion. Um, that being said, my wife did surprise me with tickets to a concert that's coming up that we've been looking forward to uh, to going to see. Golf-related, interestingly enough, no golf-related presents, good or bad, from anyone this year. The in-laws did not try to, you know, did not try to pull uh, try to pull something out of the uh, out of the hat for me golf related which uh, was greatly appreciated to be quite honest yeah i um i actually had a really great one uh my mother-in-law got me a um like a putter rack 
which is really nice. Man. Sterling knows that I have several putters that, you know, randomly make appearances from uh, from time to time. So um, it's really nice. Just it's wood. It's got a little bit of the Astro turf at the bottom. So you can kind of just oh, yeah. set them all up there. Mm-hmm. Really, really nice gift. Then on the kind of the opposite end of the spectrum of that, my brother-in-law as a gag gift got me the unputtable golf ball. It's basically <laughs> just a plastic golf ball filled with sand. So right. that kind of falls back into that category of those um, those other gifts. But yeah, other than that, I mean, they, they were pretty solid, pretty solid for sure. Nice. Um, I didn't receive any golf related gifts. Um, at least I don't think I did. Hopefully I'm not forgetting one. Um, uh, you did get a golf glove. I don't want to throw that out there. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that was Christmas, but yeah, thank you. Um, I mean, it was holiday. Nice it was like a holiday time. It was around Christmas. Okay. Um, <laughs> Madison did get me a North Coast golf club, um, which is very, uh, very, uh, I'm, I'm very thankful. So uh, thank you to him and thank you to North Coast. Um, so yeah, didn't get a whole lot golf related. I got one of those small gifts that doesn't cost a whole lot. But you know, like the person put a lot of time and thought into it. Maybe not a lot of time, but a lot of thought went into it. And my one of my bosses, we go out to lunch on Fridays and we go to this place called Dante's, right? And Dante's has this air freshener that I just love the smell of. I'm not sure really what it is, some sort of tropical thing. But you know, when you walk into a restaurant and they have the double doors, right? So the cold or hot air doesn't get into the actual restaurant so you go you know so that little room between the double doors had that air freshener and every time we go to dante's i sit there i just you know take a deep breath in and and get that scent um and he went out and found the same scent but in a car freshener um and got me a bunch of the uh, air fresheners for the car so yeah it was a it was a pretty good gift so i really appreciate that one that's cool. That's cool. That's outstanding. Yeah, man. It was just, you know, just really put a smile on my face. I was really happy when I saw it. <laughs> That's kind of next level thoughtfulness. It really it is. It really, it's like, yeah. it's one of those things where you're like, oh, like I didn't even realize he was paying attention. Like we have talked about the scent and how great it is, but like just the fact that he went out, found the scent and then got it for me was, it was great. What's the, uh, what's the actual scent called? It doesn't have a name. I don't. I don't know the name. I mean, I'm sure it has a name, but I don't know off the top of my head. It's a, um, it's a glade, mm. and it's some sort of tropical something. Yeah, it's I can cool. tell you, I did nothing that thoughtful for the people who work for me. I did give them gifts, but nowhere near that level of thought that went into it. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's so simple. It's just a, it's just a yeah. refreshing. Um, but yeah, it was it was probably the best gift I've gotten in, in a while. Um, so on to Pendleton Golf Club. Madison and I went to Pendleton Friday, December 30th. 30th. Uh, thank you. And we had this 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 plan, right? We've got the equipment, we've got a tea time at 1230. We're gonna film an 18-hole match. We're gonna get there early, we're gonna warm up, kind of you know, shoot some stuff on the range, go through our whole warm routine, and then just go play and have fun. Um, I'm gonna let Madison 
take over because he's the one that made the tea time and Madison's just a lot. He's a he's a better storyteller than I am. So go ahead, Madison. <laughs> okay. Uh quite a setup there. Um yeah, so I was looking for something just kind of out of our normal area. So we were kind of looking in the Williamsburg area. Everything was kind okay. of booking up quick there. And um, I saw on Pendleton's website, they say it's, you know, it's a link style course, the closest you can get to playing overseas without a plane ride, which is, I mean, that's a big statement. There. That's pretty bold, right? Okay. So um, I was like, well, that's, that's worth it. Let's, let's book it. So I called and I made the tea time. So yeah, we, we left um, Richmond at about 10. We got there, um, I guess just a little after 11, maybe give or take yeah. our tea times at 1230. So we got there pretty early. Just kind of wanted to, like Sterling said, um, get the lay of the land, film some stuff on on the range, just kind of take our time warming up, not feeling rushed. So we get there, um, we check in, and we go down to the range, and we're just, you know, we're just kind of taking our time, hitting balls. We're trying to uh, get the camera set up and and uh, get some just kind of some B roll footage. Sterling wants to put the mics on so we can hear our inner thoughts while we're out there um but yeah it, it, as you know friday was 60 some degrees it was prime prime golf day gorgeous absolutely gorgeous absolutely gorgeous right um so the range slowly starts to fill up and it mm -hmm. gets busier and busier and right right around our tea time right when we're getting set to to tee off the range is packed it's when we got there, there was two other people there and I was thinking, oh, this is going to be nice. Like it's, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's not like, yeah, you're just, you know, driving 10 minutes down the road. It's, it's really out of, in the middle of nowhere. Something and there's probably not going to be too many people here. I was wrong, big time wrong. Um, so it's packed. Uh, we end up getting paired up with two other guys. They're absolute delights. I, I I'd say Sterling, I thought they're the kind of people you want to get paired up with. The skill level, you know, they're not out there trying to shoot a great score or anything. They're just out there to have a good time. It was a um, uh, an older father and son. They lived in mm. the son actually lives yeah. in Midlothian. Uh, we were talking to him. He's got kids that go to um, our area high schools and everything. And then his dad lives. Um, where do you say he lives? Kind of up towards, like, said... kind of up toward DC. So it's kind of like yeah. in, in the okay. middle for him. So yeah, they were absolute great guys. Um, Alan and Walt shout out to you guys for for a good round and um yeah so you're standing there on the first tee and it's just i don't know five other groups waiting behind you waiting for you to tee off so the nerves are there already um but yeah we get off and we we kind of go and do our thing um it was it was a good round I, i'd say the um the the course well hold on let me back up a little bit Sterling, we, we got to back up a Sterling. lot. We okay. got to back up a lot because you're missing, you're missing some details. I feel like okay. Um, right. Sterling, why don't you, why don't you flush it out a little bit? Yeah, I'm sorry. With the flush, with flush the it out for us. I'm thinking about it, and it's just okay. Mass and I, we we really want to put some some stuff together for YouTube so we can you know get that ball rolling, right? Um, which we have. So go mm -hmm. over to YouTube, check out a few videos we posted. Um, but like this week was supposed to be content week. We knew the weather was going to be nice. Madison had taken off. I took off Friday. Um, so we, we, we plan a tea time at 1230. And Madison makes tea time. We won't obviously want to go out as a pair. Right. That was the original plan. We knew it was going to be nice. 
Madison only booked it for two, which we only had two. So I guess we're doing the right thing there. Um, and we didn't know we were going to get paired up until we checked in. Uh, now, we checked in, like Madison said, around 11 o'clock, 12.30 tea time. And the guy said it was going to be slow. Mm-hmm. Jose said it was going to be slow. Yeah. Like, he, All right. You know, slow might be. He said it's going to be tough to finish. It's going to be tough to finish. It's getting, it's getting slow. It's going to be tough to finish. That, those, that's all he said to us. Man, it's, well, it's really going to be really tough to finish today. Um, and, and you went off at 1230. So five o'clock sunset. You can get maybe one hole in depending upon, you know, trees and that kind of thing. But yeah. So. Okay. Right. So okay. and and I'll say the courses in this area are very clear about, hey, if it's not going to be enough time, they'll be like, you will only book you for nine. You're only going to be able to finish nine or they'll say you're only going to be probably able to finish nine. So that's all we'll get you for. Maybe you can play more or whatever, but we're going to book you for nine. Okay. It's not the conversation we had at Pendleton. That's not the conversation mm-hmm. that we had when I booked it. It was just, hey, look, um, it's going to it's really it's moving really slow out there. And um it's it's gonna be tough to finish, which was surprising because obviously obviously we'd had some rain, so I thought maybe the fairways were a little wet, but it was not cart path only. People were driving all over the place, okay. so um, okay. that it should have been quick. But he kept saying it, it's just gonna be really slow. It's gonna be really slow. Yeah, so we ended up teeing off at twelve thirty. We're playing with Walt and um, what was his name again? Alan. Alan. Yep. Alan, and you know it's a dream start. Uh, Madison and I. Pipe a drive. We have 200 yards left into this par five. You know, people are watching. Uh, the two guys in our group are like, wow, those are you guys got some really nice swings. Um, we both are up and around the green on the first hole. Madison hits the green and under regulation. I'm right next to it, end up hitting the green regulation. And um, and that's when the day really got interesting. Um, do we want to go through the entire round right now? I mean, we, can, wanna... we can hit some highlights if you want to hit some highlights. All right. Uh, so, go ahead, Mike. What do you got? Yeah, so I want to hear it first of all. So Madison's got Madison's got a chance for an eagle. Yes. On number one. So, yeah, don't leave us in suspense. How'd that turn out? <laughs> that ended up with a par. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. so what we... You hate to see that. You, what we didn't realize, and it's one of those things where you don't really know the course that well, um, mm-hmm. or at all, really. So the the green is, I, I would say it's I guess two tier green, right, Sterling? Mm-hmm. Or is it just it just undulates so much, and they have okay. the pin kind of like right on the edge of where everything rolls away. So, okay, sorry, Ster- Sterling. Mike, Mike, he's making it seem like his three putt was legit. So <laughs> it's on a it's on a shelf, and it's, yeah, okay. it's, on a shelf. it's probably a twenty foot shelf, mm-hmm. and the pins. You know, ten feet from the edge, ten oh, feet okay, from okay. the slope. Mm-hmm. No, come on, Madison, come on. Either, I mean, listen, it's not ten. You feet, went to okay. the putting green twenty minutes before our tea time. I did, I did, <laughs> I did, and and I didn't. I was just sitting in the cart chilling, right? And <laughs> and I chip or no, sorry, I putted mine on from off the green, and I had a fifteen footer, right? So I'm like, dang, like, you know, Madison's on the green. He's got maybe forty feet. Mm-hmm. for eagle you think it was longer yeah it was okay. it was almost on the fringe man i mean it was like it was out there anyways okay. so madison's I, got 45 feet <laughs> 45 so, feet for eagle yeah so i put the first one um and the 
the way they were rolling on the putting green was a lot faster than they were rolling. <laughs> uh, okay. 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 Uh, you can, Hey, you can say that, but even hey. Alan, Al, Alan made a comment and he was like, man, they were rolling a lot quicker <laughs> on the putting green. Anyways. I'm so I roll wow. the first one and it comes back basically to my feet. So that was, that was pretty great. Roll the second one up there and it barely gets just kind of on the shelf and stays there. And then, I don't know, made the six footer for par. So you're in you. It was actually a good three putt then. Uh, it was good because I made a six footer for par, but exactly, no, I wouldn't yeah. say it was a good three putt. <laughs> but I had made the comment when I was over there. I was like, man, this is like straight up three putt territory way down here. Um, oh, there's wow. That, there's that positive mindset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, coach. How do we, for uh, sure. how do we change that? For sure. Yeah. That was a, that was a rough one. So. So we're also we're playing match play, kind of. Uh, we hadn't really figured out a format. We're playing. We'll say we're playing match play. Uh, I ended up rolling in my fifteen footer for birdie, mm-hmm. which I'm sure just you know Madison's heart probably just sank because um, that was that was before your par putt. Um, I'm sure it was. Yeah, it was. That's but kind after, of a dagger. after your after your birdie putt, right? That's a dagger there. That's an early dagger. Yeah. It it was, but I mean, it it was a great role. It, it wasn't like it, you know, just kind of like fell in the side or anything. I mean, it never left the center of the cup. So, I mean, halfway there, I was like, that's that's pretty much going in. So I kind of already knew it, but yeah, it was a good putt. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're one up through one. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Probably the next highlight is hole three. Just a really nice par three, water <laughs> short. Um <laughs> interesting setup it was one of those like tee box was left sorry the tee box was right the pin was right and you honestly maybe had like what five yards between like the tree line and the actual pin yeah it wasn't like, a it, lot at all you it definitely required a fade um and i don't know if you all know this or not but like madison and i we tend to hit a draw uh so i'm up first yeah and... I, I know madison does i thought you could work it both ways sterling uh e when i'm on okay. um i definitely okay. can control the draw more than i can the fade so like i yeah. with a shot with water mike and it was like 165 i was like i'm just gonna hit a nice seven iron we're not gonna try any fancy okay. the, you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i went with a confidence shot and you know i had the center of the green and and nice. that's up all and, you can ask for right yeah 165 water part three yeah. i'm yeah, yeah i'm looking at that hole right now that's all you can ask for there you go. Yeah, thanks. Um, and then Madison steps up. And he's got eight iron. <laughs> and he starts. He starts this thing. <laughs> he starts this thing down the trees, and it's not really drawn back. And it didn't draw at all. <laughs> it didn't draw at all. Yeah. It. Um. I started it, and I was looking at it as I, after I hit it, kind of looking back down at my feet. I was lined up just straight at him. So. I mean, that's kind of what I was playing. And on that hole, you really didn't need to. But I guess when I was looking at it from the tee box, it's kind of, I mean, you can see it, right? The bulk of the green is off to the left. And then it kind of wraps around right, it wraps to, around to the, the front. Wall. And mm-hmm. the, it was pinned closer to the right-hand side in the front. Oh, right? okay. So those trees, those trees down the right, right off the tee are kind of encroaching right. on those of us who like to swoop so, one in right to left. Yeah. So after. I, I feel you there, by the way. 
after seeing the green on one and two, because mm-hmm. two wasn't, I don't know if you want to talk about the green on two. That one was pretty intense as well. It's got a flat spot, like a plateau in the middle, and then mm-hmm. everything runs down to the left. And then they have another side where everything runs down to the right. So after seeing those, I was like, I kind of want to get as close to the pin as possible, because if I'm on the left-hand side, who knows what river and valley I'm going to have to cross <laughs> to try and get to this, this pin. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, started it right. Um, it didn't draw at all, hit the trees, came back. I think it, it's land. The whole thing was frozen. So it landed down like in the ice or whatever. Um, so I hit a provisional and um, it was right side of the green, just kind of like in this waste area that mm-hmm. because of the rain was then frozen as well. So I'm having mm. to cross the icy tundra to get the ball so I can drop it. So yeah, needless to say, um, hole three wasn't um, any better, but I will say the highlight was Walt who we were playing with hit a shot just an absolute moon ball into the air. No shot it ever gets to the green, but it was just frozen enough that when his ball hits the water, it's frozen and it bounces up and then uh-huh. onto the green. So that was probably the I play lo- on that hole. I-, I love that. I absolutely love that. That takes me back to, I forget what hole it is at uh, Golden Horseshoe Green when my buddies and I were playing there. And it was, it was about 20, it was about 25 degrees that day. And yeah, one of my buddies bounced one off a pond onto the green yeah, yeah it was pretty uh That's it was pretty epic yeah sterling you're yeah we're sitting pretty three up he's two I'm, up. I'm i'm two up madison two makes up. a great par on two after so madison this whole day just had nothing off the tee okay. par three didn't matter par four didn't matter par five forget about it right um yeah he, he had the snap hooks he couldn't mm-hmm. hit a ball right to save his life um well except on two or on three i could hit it right right <laughs> but yeah um yes okay yeah um so yeah i feel like he was always behind the eight ball after his tee shot um i had a very solid day off the tee for the most part mm-hmm. and and my putter was on um yeah i threw five holes i was three under and mm. it was a very like low key three under. Like if you weren't really watching, like you wouldn't have thought I was three under. Um, so birdied the the first uh, par five, and then the fourth was a three fifty ish par four dogleg right. And again, yeah. we haven't played this course before. We hit over these hills, and I just I I. I set up to play a nice little fade and it fades and it's perfect right in the middle of the fairway, 50 yard chip shot, hit that to a foot, tapping in for birdie. Mm. Um, nice. nice. I think the next hole is the par five. The fifth yes. hole, fifth yes. hole par five. Um, again, nice fade. I have five iron in, hit the green, and I two putt. <laughs> okay. And I feel so bad for Madison because like he just can't find anything. <laughs> he can't no. find anything. Uh, snap hook off the tee. He's flubbing some chips. Um, losing balls on the par five, and it was just tough. Um, but I mean, he's a great sport. He had well, <laughs> I was going to say he had a good attitude about the whole thing, but there were a couple f bombs that were dropped uh, in that golf cart. Um, it, you know, sometimes it, it just has to seep out a little bit. But no, I mean, I thought, you know, it's one of those things where 
yeah, I um, could not get off the tee. And it was one of those things where, I mean, even switching from driver to three iron, just like it wasn't helping. It just, there was nothing that was really um, working for me. The only thing I right. thought that, that I did really well, I, my putter was, was on, but at that point, you know, when you're on the green and you're putting for, you know, a, a bogey or a double or, or worse, it doesn't really matter. So those putts going in are, are great, but once again, they're not really adding to your score at all or, or doing right. anything for you. So, um, that was really the only highlight of, of my day. I thought I putted really well, but, um, other than that, it was, <laughs> it was just pretty bad. You had a birdie in there. I did have a birdie in there. Okay. Yep. I did have so one. at this point we we finished hole five and we're an hour and a half into the round. It is two o'clock. Oh my god. It's yeah. two o'clock. I look at Madison and I'm doing the math and I'm like, we've got no chance. Like group in front of us, group behind us. We're not playing the fastest, but like I was like, we have no chance of finishing this round. Like we'll be lucky to get done with the front nine at three o'clock. Um and we play some decent golf on six, seven, and eight. Um, on the ninth hole, of Madison. I think if you put driver away at this point, mm, yeah, um, yeah, I did. I had three iron on that hole on nine. So yeah, yeah, Madison puts driver away, pulls out this three iron that he just got the other day, and it's a little bit better. It's it's more. Um, I guess control, controllable. It was in play um, more than the driver was. Um, but when you're hitting three iron, like, how far do you think you're hitting it? Oh, I was not hitting. It, that was one thing, too. That three iron that I, I was hitting, just it wasn't going anywhere. So I really should have put that in in the bag and um, just started hitting four iron. Because my four iron can get out there about like 215, 220. And that at least puts me in a better spot than uh than the three iron because the three iron was just launching so low mm-hmm. i mean like lower than um i have another like the srixon um utility three iron i have right that one launches a little bit higher the one i have in the bag yesterday was launching so low that it just it wasn't getting off the ground and it was hard on some holes to even tee it up because the tee boxes were still frozen. So you're having to basically oh, wow. just like drop the ball and hit it from there, which is making it a little more difficult to get any type of loft on it. So yeah. um, that's, that's not. Yeah. So it, it really wasn't, fun. wasn't ideal. Um, but we, we were doing a little bit better than that. At least it wasn't left left. So, yeah. Sterling, what are your thoughts on abandoning the driver when it's giving you trouble? He loves it. Do you do that or do you power through? It's different for me. So Madison and I had this conversation. My like my huge miss with the driver, like if it's off, mm-hmm. it's a high spinny almost slice. Okay. I'm gonna call it a fade. It's actually pretty controllable. But um, you can you can play it. You know where it's going when it's happening. Exactly. Okay. So okay. I know that I can, it's always gonna probably fade 20 yards i know i can aim left i know i can swing as hard as i want and it's just it's going to be that same balloon cut right the thing with madison is he's hitting snap hooks which are only going like 120 30 yards <laughs> he's shaking his head is it not even going that far oh i have no idea that some of them were going further than that and the, but some of them were not going anywhere at all so yeah 
that's yeah, the other thing like, too is that you know even on some of them if you know it's going to go left and there's some of them where there's room on the left but if it's if it's not even getting out there far enough to take advantage of the room on the left then it really doesn't matter and mm-hmm. you never really know when it does happen if it's going to be 200 yards and then start diving left or it's going to be 100 yards and start diving left that's that's kind of the miss with that and that's obviously what i've been trying to work on or we'll start working on again, obviously. So, so I like the play from Madison to go down to what he has a three wood and he hit a three wood on two and snap hooked it. Um, But he went driver and then he went straight down to that three iron. Mm -hmm. I would have liked to see him maybe take a three wood a few more times. I'm like a two shot kind of guy. If you're, if you top it once and then you top it again off another hole on another tee, all right, let's put it away and let's go to the next club. Um, so he only did three wood once straight down to the three iron. That really didn't work. Um, so he hit three iron number nine. And at this point, I think he's like lost hope. His mm-hmm. only reason for like to keep going was the course is beautiful. Um the scenery, the layout, the hills—it was really nice. So his only um, reason for keep like to keep going was to just see the rest of the golf course. Okay. And so he finished nine, and it's I don't know three fifteen. Yeah. I look at him and I go, "Why don't we just go inside, grab a couple of hot dogs, and ask them if we can just play the front nine again?" Because we're we're thinking, you know five o'clock sunset yeah it's just the two of us like who's going out probably in the last 45 minutes on the front nine like we can film we can probably play the whole front nine again in that hour 45 you've seen it once now yeah right yeah i like your thinking (laughs) so i'm like madison like let's just go play the front nine again and he's like no but i want to see the back and i'm like okay you, you you paid your money i'm not going to disagree with you um so we we go to the back nothing really changes for madison still hitting three iron four iron is still also going left um and i don't know the back was like a blur to me i feel like because at that <laughs> point i was i i went double on eight bogey on nine Ooh. and i was back to even i know it was tough sorry no, Sorry. it's okay. I can't remember how I made a double now. Oh, I remember pulled pulled draw on a nine iron over the green. Got you fancy on the chip. Um I'm even. I I par the first two holes in the back nine. Um kind of just in like casual mode. Let's just go out and have fun. And <laughs> and I'm I'm trying to help Madison. I'm giving him advice. I'm you know, let's get the hands a little bit higher at the top and feel like we're pulling across our body. It's some sort of fade. Um, but just nothing was working. Um, I'm trying to think what what really happened on the back nine. I feel like the, the sun went down on the back nine. That was pretty much it. No, I mean it was it was um the scenery was cool. Um, there was a old um like an old stone house that one of that okay. Alan or Walt um they played there a couple times, and they said it's been there um I don't know since Civil War or something like that. So we took some photos of that stuff. Um, but it, you know, other than just kind of the, the look of the course, um, there really wasn't too much 
um i mean my game wasn't wasn't anything to talk about so we were just out there just kind of having a good time and and just kind of whacking it around a little bit we i will say and this is something that we will have coming out um hopefully very soon we did take um another ball out there Mm -hmm. um we are going to be doing like some more testing um with that but we just had some because that was one thing that we were going to fit into our our video that we were hopefully going to be able to do there but we did switch to that ball um sterling made two birdies in a row with it um, okay. I made a birdie with it, not saying anything, but, um, but no, I, I thought it was, um, I thought it felt good. Sterling was saying that he thought it was a little firmer for him, but yeah, that's pretty much really what the back nine was. The sun was setting and we were just, um, kind of racing the clock at that point. Yep. So we finished hole 16 at probably around four forty-five, close to five o'clock. Okay. And we heard the group behind us contemplating whether or not they should go in. It turned out that one cart turned around and went in. One cart stayed on the tee box and played the par three. Uh, the group in front of us, they went to 17. They played that hole. Um, I look at Madison again, like, I'm like, what do you like? What do you want to do? Do you want to go in? He's like, we only have two holes left. Let's just knock it out. Like, okay. Um, so we play 17. We play 18, we're on 18T, and it's almost completely dark. You can't mm-hmm. even see the ball, leave the club face. Um, finish 18, we're driving up to the clubhouse, turn the cart, and there's Jose. And Jose is looking at us, and like you could tell he was a little upset. And he says, guys, come on, 430 means 430. And I look at Madison, and Madison's like, Oh, like, do the carts have to be in at 4.30? He's like, yeah, that's what I told every group. And I said, I said, excuse me, sir, but there's, I know that I didn't hear you say it. I, I went to the bathroom at some point. It's like, maybe he told Madison that, but then Madison said, no, like, you never told us 4.30. Um, and this kind of comes back to, like, we did check in at 11, when like potentially like none of the groups at eleven should have had an issue, um, but I don't know. It was just very strange. He was very uh, upset, even though we were apologizing and yeah. So I don't know that experience for me. Um, it didn't ruin Pendleton, but like, will I go back? I don't think so. Well, yeah. So kind of you know, filling in some of the gaps there. Yeah. So we got there and he, like I said, he never said anything about, Hey, cars have to be in by a certain time. He just kept saying, it's really slow out there. It's moving slow. Um, it's going to be tough to finish. And I was, we've never been there before. Right. right. So how, how in the world would we, we know that we're looking at the groups behind us, the groups in front of us, we're kind of just following them, what, what they're doing. And the group in front of us continued to play. So we were like, well, you know, if they're playing, then I guess we'll play. Um, so yeah, I mean, he was just, it, it it was almost like he was a little aggressive, even Mm -hmm. though I was like, Hey man, like I, I apologize. Like I, I understand if, if you said it, um, then we definitely would have had it in, but I just never heard you say it. And I told him, you know, the only thing I heard you say and what was, it's going to be really slow out there. It's going to be really slow out there, but I will say this the entire time we were out there for five hours or, or whatever it was. There was never a marshal that came around. 
like monitoring pace of play, or you would think at four thirty, someone would be driving around, send someone out, yeah, making yeah. sure that people were on their way in, especially because he made the comment. He said, yeah, a lot of people get lost and turned around out there. So to me, I would think that that would be more of a reason to have someone constantly like going around. If you see some random cart driving through the woods and you're like, Hey, are you lost? Like, let's get you back on, on track over here. So um, yeah, it was, it was just kind of weird. Like I, it, I mean, it made me feel really, really bad. And, you know, I, I definitely apologize. I don't want to keep anybody later than what they need to be, but there was nothing posted, nothing said. Um, the guys that we were playing with, we asked them and we said, Hey, did he ever say anything to you about car time to be in at a certain time? They're like, no, he never said anything to us. So that's true. Cause they checked in separate they checked, from right. you. And they checked so, in after us too. Right. He had the opportunity to say something to them, even if he hadn't said something to you. And I'm sure Along yeah. about the 14th hole, they would have said something to you guys about, hey, we need to get the carts in by 4.30. So, yeah. Yeah. So. It, this this is interesting because, obviously, I mean, I, I grew up working on a course, and it was a private club. So, we had no right to say anything to the members. They could keep the carts out as long as they pleased. Um, some of them would keep them out until after dark. Uh, we made up for that by going out and playing while we were waiting for him and just locking the <laughs> locking the door. But yeah, if if you're not clear about it when you're checking people in, you've got to assume when folks are showing up late that you didn't say something. If you want to have a good guest experience, dressing people down. As exactly. they're rolling off the course is not the best way to handle that kind of situation. Yeah, if I were Jose, I'd have hopped in the car at four thirty and come out and and gotten you guys. That's pretty. And th and that's what I was. That's pretty bad. And that's what I was kind of surprised at that no one did come out. Um, yeah. But I mean, even the courses around here, um, like Providence, right up the road for me. When you go in, there's a sign on the door. And right. they update it every day. Carts have to be in by this time. So you can't say, oh, I didn't know, because you literally had to pull the door open that had the sign on it. And then typically Monty, who's at the front desk, will say. Exactly. He will let you this, know. This is what time it has to be in. And if you get in there at, at 12 o'clock, 1230, you're like, I want to play 18. And he knows it slow. He's like, you're not going to finish. You can't play 18. You're not going to finish. I can already tell you that. Are you cool with paying for 18 and not finishing, knowing that you're going to still have to have the card in by 430? Or do you just want to play nine? So I think that that was kind of a, that's, that's a weird kind, situation. Yeah, that's the kind of guest experience that you want. Now, I had a similar situation a couple weeks ago at a course that we all play pretty frequently at the uh, at the Tattersall. And the young woman behind the desk who checked me in didn't tell me when I needed to have the card in. And someone from the from the op staff came out at 430 to come out and get me. And I was all apologetic, but he was great. He was great. He said, no, no, I, I'm sorry. I had to come get you. Just we do need to get the carts in. And that was fine. And then I played there again yesterday and, and wrote again yesterday because I was in a hurry. So this time I asked the guy behind the desk and he first said, mm, I think we need to have the carts in by seven. That's two hours after sunset. I think you want me in a little bit sooner than that. So depending upon depending upon the operation, um, the uh, 
the staff at the desk may or may not be clued into when the cards need to be in. Yeah, so that was that was yesterday. That was yesterday. Yeah, right, so that was Sterling's making a phone call. Um, that was yesterday. Yeah, so that that was kind of just just the experience. I thought, you know, once again, the the course overall, I thought the course was was pretty. It had it, it obviously didn't look as good as it probably could have because it was really wet. Um, sure, but the scenery around it looked really good. Um, would so love was it to, like playing? To... Was it like playing in Scotland? No, not at all. I have a hard time. I have a hard time with any course around here trying to compare themselves to anything like that, just because the ball doesn't bounce around here. Mm -mm. It just doesn't bounce. So, well, the tee box is bounced. The tee box is bounced. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And and some of the frozen (laughs) ponds also bounced, obviously. But Um, uh, other than that, yeah, that's so. Um, it definitely didn't live up to to their claim, but you know, once again, after you think about like an experience like that, I mean, we drove an hour to get out there, so I mean, it is something you have to make kind of like a conscious decision. Like, do I really want to sit in the car for two hours round trip to go play golf here? Um, right. After right. I didn't really have the the best time um, the last time, so I don't know that I'll, I'll go back. Um, I would like to see it kind of in the summer and see what it looks like, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like super eager to go back anytime soon. That's really, really unfortunate to hear. I haven't played it yet. A bunch of my buddies have played it. They all, they all rave about the golf course. So it's definitely been one that I've, that's been on my list to play, but yeah. I mean, about the guest experience. That's not, that's not great. Yeah. I think, I think the course is still something maybe to to go play. um, If it's something Mm -hmm. you're interested in, it is a lot of blind shots. And I think maybe that's the only similarity to link style that they were really looking for. Cause other than that, I didn't see anything else that, that really gave me any type of, um, you know, I was like any thoughts that it might be um, a link style course. Um, But yeah. um, I hope hope it's better. Have you played a Royal new camp? I have. It's a baby new camp with more I, water. I've heard that too. That's all it is. I've heard that too. Looks like there's a lot of trees, a lot of pine trees. There, I'm trying to think. Like, yeah, I guess there are. They usually have a, they have a lot of them like surrounding the backs of the greens. We got some mm-hmm. great photos of of some of them. There's there's a couple. There's one really good par three, and I don't know which number it is, um, Sterling. We have the photo from it, but you hit yours. Did you hit yours in the? in the bunker on the right. I don't know if there was actually a bunker there. I can't remember which one. It was a blind, blind shot into that, into that green. I didn't find the sand all day. I think it was um, like eight. No. Okay. Seven. Okay. Yeah. That left. Was... Oh, that's right. You were sitting on the side of that hill. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, yeah. That was a really cool par three. Um, I really like that one. The scenery behind it. There was one green. I don't know if you remember that, that one either six was that the one that it was like there's a green at the top and then there's like a little it almost looks like a little walkway of green and then it yeah, funnels it into a, another green down at the bottom an hourglass hourglass shaped but obviously it slopes uphill if you go front to back okay yeah um, it was it was wild it was that was really cool um to see as well so just a couple really cool I mean, design elements of it, um, of the course. Is that a centerline tree I see on number eight? It is. Yep. Sterling's going Sorry, back to the round. I, I can't. Un- that was the un- one where you either go right or you go left. That's No, sorry, that's on the back nine. 
That would have been 15. He's talking about the one where the, the house structure thing was on. Uh, was that eight? Yeah, I'm yeah, looking at the, there was a there's a tree. Right. Yeah, it's a dog leg right, and the tree's probably sitting at like 160 out. Okay. And then just on the other side of the tree is where you would see the house structure. Just on the other side of the house structure is a graveyard. Oh yeah, that was weird. Wasn't oh. even wasn't even like roped off or anything. Middle of the fairway, maybe Alan, sixty Alan, yards out. Yeah, Alan and Walt oh, almost ran fairway? right through it. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. We didn't get any photos of that, you know. I love I love a good gra- I love a good graveyard on a golf course, but generally <laughs> yeah. it's kind of off to the side. And you know, if you hit a really bad one, then you go over and pay your respects. But uh middle of the fairway, that's pretty sick. Yeah. So yeah. the other weird kind of weird thing about this course is there's also a disc golf course that is in the course as well. So like on a lot of the same holes that you are. And speaking of uh, you know, just kind of adding um adding the the elements to it so that they could disc off to it they uh the old homestead that they have there they just they are like this would be a really good place to put a disc off goal so they're just literally sat it on this like historic block that's probably been there forever and they just like this would be a good place so they just kind of like leave it on top so it was wild i mean you know it was it was cool kind of quirky um you know shout out jose is that in the insta picture uh did you, did no you post that oh, so okay. that I'm that photo one structure yeah so that photo is to the right of of like the where i guess where the home or something used to be okay. um so just to the left of that is where the rest of the stones are gotcha um okay. and that's where the disc golf uh goal is i guess i don't know what they're called it's like a net is it a, a goal i'm not sure what they are but um yeah you know i've heard disc golfers call our game ball golf which interesting yeah i don't know how i feel about that i went and did some research madison because one of the holes is like 650 feet which i thought was the ridiculous length for throwing a frisbee uh-huh. um it's not well it is for us for them no problem mm. like they can throw as far almost as far as they want to that's crazy is that yeah. a par three for them I think it was a par four. Okay. But so like the they have discs that are like different sizes. And oh, it's I've basically seen. like playing golf. Like you have a a 50 yard disc. I have heard that. Yeah. yeah. Yard if, disc, you, so. if you ever go to uh Windy Hill, they have disc golf interspersed throughout the uh the golf courses there. And I've seen some guys with their disc golf setups and yeah. Like I saw one guy with a push cart for his discs. <laughs> oh, God. He had so many, and I thought that's just next level. Yeah, I I I um I saw where they used to carry. I don't know if they still carry them at Dick Sporting Goods or not, but I know that they used to, and they had them. And I, now that you say that, so and they had one that was called like a chipper, and one that was I think it might have been called a driver, but they were all like different colors, and they looked a little bit different. Some were heavier than others, but yeah, um, there's like a bag like a backpack that they carry um i guess hold a hole with these things should we do that for a video two and one takes on disc golf that's what that's the course we go play when we go play pendleton, pendleton again we play the disc, yeah. disc golf course. Um, click, click gear actually makes a bag oh wow 
actually makes a uh oh i'm sorry no they make a whole cart and mm. bag interesting disc golf there you go that is that is something I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that learn something new every day you you really do that's frightening last thing on pendleton and i want to get your uh your thoughts here mike um i'm two under standing on 18 t and it's too dark right Mm-hmm. We just I, we hit one to hit one. Right. Um, <laughs> Madison hits four iron, hits it pretty good. Did you ever you ever find that? Mm-hmm. And then you hit the second shot and didn't find that one. Yeah, I didn't see where that one went at all. Okay, I hit driver, hit a tree, maybe goes seventy yards. Okay, I just pick up, save the ball for the uh, ball review. What did I shoot? That's tough. If you didn't start the hole, okay. <laughs> if you didn't start the hole, then for you, I mean, you don't keep a handicap, no, do you? But if you kept a handicap, you'd look at the, you know, I mean, you'd be about, you'd be scratch, or maybe a little better. So, based on the USGA rules, in all likelihood, it'd be a par. Like if you'd played okay. the first 17 holes and you had to turn in an 18 hole score because you went past, I think it's 14, it's 13 or 14, you figure out based on whether or not you would have gotten a shot on the hole, you know, it's a par or a bogey. So okay, you know, that's that's how it would have happened. Now, since you hit your tee shot though, and then decide <laughs> to pick up, <laughs> then it should be your handicap max. So it should be a double. That's tough. It's it so funny. Tough. That's why you don't, yeah, you don't hit the tee shot. You just right. walk in. I want to do the next time. Protect the I round. Tr- I tried to, but someone wanted to get their money's worth. Well, you um, could have let him. Uh, no, 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 no. Hold on a second. I mean, hadn't you already won- hadn't you already closed him out by then? Oh, match oh, was over on after the front, the front nine. On the front, I, I, I got Steve. I got Steve and Ames. Um, this guy's got no idea where he's hitting it. No, so so we came up to. It, like uh, basically like i said when i told him in the car i was like we're at a crossroads here we go left to 18 t box we go straight we go to the clubhouse and certainly goes well um you're lying th- you're lying this- uh, no. not at all not madison. at all madison i had somewhere to be at 6 30 <laughs> i was yeah. ready to go I said, where, which way do you want to go? Actually, you know what? This is what happened. I said, we're at a crossroads here. 18 is to the left. We can go straight. And you said, we can get back both ways. And then the guys behind us, they were like, <laughs> it's left. It's left. So we just went left. So actually, I take that back. They said 18 D boxes left, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. So no, the whole time, we got peer pressure. Like, mm-hmm. The whole time, you're like, I got to get my money's worth. I've already paid for it. I want to see the whole course. And I didn't say anything about getting my money's worth. I did say that I did want to see the whole course. Because it was there. I mean, there was some like pretty cool looking holes and everything. But um, I definitely got my my money's worth and then got chewed out at the end and had to drive an hour, um, an hour home. So, um, yeah, all in all, good day. And that's Pendleton. And that's, that's Pendleton. Pendleton. That's our yeah. f- well, I guess that was last year. Unfortunately, I was going to say that would have been a great way to start the year. No, that would not have been a great way to start the year. That's just a funny way. I mean. Before we move on to the PGA Tour, I want to talk about this episode's sponsor, Golf Course Prints. If you're a golfer looking to add a little something to your home or office walls, look no further than Golf Course Prints. 
They have course maps from some of the most notable courses around the world and some even in your backyard. You can also find signature hole photos or submit your own course for a custom print. Check them out at golfcourseprint.com and use code 2in1 at checkout for 10% off your order. So PJ Tour, this upcoming week, it is the Century Tournament of Champions. Well, mostly champions. Um, there are a few uh, non-winners in the field. Um, but two notable um, players that will not be there, Rory McIlroy, Shane Lowry. Um, I guess no real reason um, that they're not going to be there. Neither one of them are injured. Um, but it does sound like each of the players will get one opt-out for these elevated events um, this this upcoming season. Everything's still kind of, I guess, fluid right now. Um, they're still kind of learning this or maybe changing this because I didn't think this was a thing, but apparently it is now. So they can opt out, which has, um, I guess, gotten to hit the gala. I'm not sure who else um, might have been added um, with Roy and Shane out. But, um, I mean, what do you think about it? Are you surprised Rory's not going to be there? As, as vocal as he's been, um, kind of backing the PGA tour and he doesn't, he doesn't come to the first, first event. You know, I, I think with it being all the way in Hawaii and I don't know exactly where Rory is right now or what he's doing. True. That's, that's a long way to go. So if he's going to take, if he's going to take his one, uh, you know, his one elevated event off and this is going to be it. Yeah. Fine. More power to him. Yeah, I agree with Mike completely, hundred percent. Well, I was, I was going to say no argument for thing. No argument. No, I mean, it's Sterling. in it's in Hawaii. Like, how old is his daughter now? Like, maybe two. Pop, I think Poppy's two. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, like, do you go to Hawaii by yourself? Like, is two too young to travel? Like, I don't know. So, well, that's a strong yes on is two too young to travel, especially to Hawaii. <laughs> Yeah, putting a two-year-old on a plane is just a hellscape that nobody really wants to uh, to be a part of. Even if you're flying private, I, I can't imagine having a two-year-old on a plane for for that long. So, yeah, million different reasons why if I'm Rory, I'm sitting this one out. When Poppy's about eight, nine years old and can appreciate a week in Hawaii, then then yeah, definitely, I'm sure he'll be there. So I definitely, I definitely get oh. that that side of the argument, but then you have to look at um, a Max Homa, who's in the field, who literally just had a child in the last, I don't know, month or two. Was it right after the President's Cup? I feel like mm-hmm. so um, something like that. So I definitely get that. The only thing I can figure, and the only thing that that could be possible, both of them being overseas, and at that point, I do get. Um, not wanting to travel, not wanting to come from overseas to go to Hawaii. If right. they're in Jupiter, Florida, uh, with the rest of these guys, and then that I don't necessarily understand as much. Um, but I guess my thing is really with Rory kind of being the guy this past year. Um, you would think that um, he would have he would have been there, and that's really kind of what yeah. you're hearing because when Rory wasn't, wasn't in the final field list, everyone was talking about it and no one really heard about Shane Lowry. I didn't realize Shane wasn't going to be in the field until I just happened to pull up the final field list. So um, I think that's just why maybe some people are surprised. Well, and Max, Max set himself up in Scottsdale. So it's not like he's coming from even from the East coast. So that's a little bit, a little bit more doable, I think. Plus I don't think Max has really established himself. Like he made the president's cup team. 
He's got like five wins in the PGA Tour, but this is a no-cut event, so I mean it's guaranteed money for him. So like, I think he's not in the same. Obviously, he's not in the same place in his career as Rory is. Um, so like, this is kind of a no-brainer for him. I think he'd appreciate us comparing him to Rory in any way, shape, or yeah. form. Though I mean, we're we're kind of elevating his status a little bit by even. Uh, considering him i mean i love homa too absolutely love him but uh yeah i saw some videos of him um out on the grain out on the range grinding um i guess whatever his home course is um this past week his coach is uh who's his coach is it mark baldwin um i think that's who it is i can't remember for sure but um yeah just out there grinding away so um i mean he's definitely definitely been putting some work in is that your pick that's not my pick. Is that an early pick from Madison no, Hill? No, I would love to see um, Max Homa win of, it. A couple but, of matches. But that's not my pick, unfortunately. Do we want to get into who our picks are? Well, what else do we have on the... So who won last year? Ooh, oh, Cam sore, Smith. Sore subject. <laughs> yes, very sore subject. Cam Smith. This week. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure, let's get it. Well, and so... Another thing on Roy, has he ever played in this event? I don't think he ever goes to really Hawaii. I don't know. I don't recall him playing in this event. Um, but remember sure. though, this is this is the first time that this has been considered an elevated event. Remember, there, there. That was the whole thing is when you when people were kind of wanting a similar schedule or something similar to live. That's what it was. These elevated events were a required event, similar to what they are on live. So that's why this opt out is is kind of new and, and strange. But um, I, I wondered about I wondered about that requirement of playing every elevated event. That seemed like something that I didn't think they'd be able to uh, to pull off. I, I I'm good with the idea of one one opt out. And Rory's yeah. only played this once back in 2019. Yeah, and I think John Rahm was one of the people who was pretty vocal about that as well because he does play quite a bit right. on the DP World Tour when there are events over there. So um, there were, I think, there were some events that were conflicting with that. Not not many, but there were at least um, one or yeah. two. So I think that's why they they put that opt out clause in there. So that was smart. I think that was smart. Yeah. So um, I mean, I'll I'll roll the dice. I'll I'll go first with my pick this week. Um, it's going to be Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas has historically played here very well. Um, he and and Jordan just um, played a little bit of golf. I mean, not a lot of golf um, on TV recently. They both seem to be hitting it very well. Um, but yeah, just historically, he plays pretty well here. Got a couple top fives. Won it, I think, in 2019. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go Justin Thomas this week. Okay. Okay. That's a very chalky pick there. And I'm going to make another chalky pick and go with John Rahm. Okay. Yeah. Those are are solid picks. I'm going to go off the beaten path here. And I'm going to take Sungjae. Not too far off the beaten path. I mean, he's been, he's had a couple top five, or he's had at least one top five there. I think maybe last year or the year before. Now, if you went to hit, then yeah, that'd be off the beaten path. And then some. I'll be pulling hard. I'll be pulling hard for South definitely, but uh, even that. I mean, there's a there's a few other 
few other folks in the field that you'd really be going out on a limb for. Yeah. Adam Scott? Yeah. What did he win last year? Hmm. I wonder if he's one of those maybe special invitations because where did he finish in the in the tour championship? Oh, I don't know. Didn't he kind of he pull had, it together and have a strong finish? Yeah, I mean, he had to have been somewhere because he was on the was he a, was he a captain's pick for the President's Cup? I can't remember. I don't think so. You think, think he qualified? Okay. Yeah. So he must have been playing some decent golf. Um, I don't know exactly where he finished. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he won. So I think he has won. He didn't uh, win, but I feel like he kind of snuck into the tour championship and then played really well in it. So I'm wondering if they're pulling people off of the end of year rankings. It's possible. Yeah. You know, one, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that nobody picked. And I, I thought, uh, Mike, this might have been one of yours, um, but John Rahm was kind of in there too. But I was thinking um, Patrick Cantley. Patrick Cantley plays really well here. He does. Um, I just, and I that was one I was going back and forth between uh, with Justin Thomas. And I at the last minute, I was just thinking, you know, JT probably wanna, wants to show up really well this year. Um, and he, he has played recently. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. I just thought maybe he would he would probably be in a little bit of a better um, tournament shape. Even though I, you can't really call the match even a tournament, but I mean he was still hitting some shots out there and and uh, and playing pretty well. So that's why I decided to go JT this week. I didn't love Cantlay at the end of last year, so I think he needs to show me a little bit more. Yeah, I yeah, think... he did kind of choke the uh, Tour Championship, right? Cause I, yeah, because he what he won at the BMW. And had yeah. the lead going into the tour championship, but he really didn't play well there. Um, did he play well at the President's Cup? Definitely mm. didn't play as well as he did at the Ryder Cup the year before. Right. Um, yeah, 2021, he had a monster year, obviously. But yeah. last year, just not up to his standards. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I also saw him and Xander like they hang out last night, New Year's Eve. Like, I, I, when I picture Sungjae, like, well, I don't Sun- know. Maybe this might this might be I might be uh, going on the wrong path there. I feel like Sungjae actually might have gotten really crazy last night. Well, Sungjae's a a married man now. He got married um, the last couple months. He's finally that. finally putting us. Did you? Can, this is late, but did you see what he gave? Um, as gifts to either his wedding party or maybe his guests. I don't remember. But did you see what he gave away? Was it alcohol? I did not. It was Scotty Cameron putters. Oh, my God. That's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. He gave one to me, too. It's just, I yeah. think it was an alcohol. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, so he did give that. I, I can't remember if it was to his guest or just to the, the wedding party. I, I want to say it was to the guest. But, um, yeah, that's, um, I mean, definitely keeping it keeping it close to what he loves too. I mean, that dude over the last couple of years has done nothing but live, breathe and, and eat golf. Um, I mean, he's played more tournaments than anyone else. I think. Um, yeah. That's kind of why it's up. Cause I feel like he's like, he has this event being in Hawaii is almost like a vacation for a lot of these guys, yeah. but I feel like Sungjae and doesn't, I mean, congratulations to getting married this could be like a second honeymoon for them 
So maybe he won't take it that seriously. Like, I feel like Sanjay was that guy that would grind no matter what event it was. Like he was always, you know, putting 100% in. Um, so that's kind of why I took him. But now I'm kind of going back on my pick. Oh, gosh. Um, can we talk about a first-timer in the field that doesn't feel like a first-timer? Scotty Scheffler? Yes, please. Scotty Scheffler, first time in the Tournament of Champions, even though it felt like he he won most of everything last year. Um, yeah. But, yeah, his his first time in the Tournament of Champions. And also kind of surprising, no one uh, really took him to to win this week. Had a terrible finish to the year, though. Yeah, he kind of limped across the line, too. I think so. he maybe got like a third place or second place finish um, in one of the like the wraparound. Uh, he finished third, I think, is yeah. what we saw. We were talking um, about that. Yeah. He, he, his, that last round, I can't remember what he shot, um, but I mean, he went just crazy low oh, yeah. to even he get came, into it. He came back from nowhere in that. Was the CJ? Uh, I don't it think certainly could have been. I don't know. Um, yeah, like I said, I didn't like his finish to the end of last year. I haven't really liked this game since he won. What was his last win? He won. Ooh, here we go. Arnold Palmer, Waste Management, the Masters. It, the match play? Was this was the Masters his last win? Phoenix Open, Arnold Palmer, and WGC match play are all before the Masters, correct? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this guy hasn't won in almost a year. But then again, he's also won four times in the last year. <laughs> you know, what have you done for me lately? Right. But, yeah, so it was the WWT Championship where he finished T3rd. Mm. And then T9 at the Houston Open finished second in the Hero hit and giggle. Oh, that's I think that's what we were talking about because he was nowhere in the Hero and then... um came out in like the last round or so to to make a move at all. Wasn't he in the final group? None of Yeah. So. Well, he yeah, finished. He, he shot four under in the final round of the hero. It was the, the WWT. He went deep. Nine under in the fourth round. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank, that's thank it. you, Google. Yeah, so it was um, Phoenix Open, Arnold Palmer, um, WGC and then the Masters. So yeah, I think you are right. Sterling, the Masters was his last last win. Mm-hmm. Such an interesting career. Yeah, I mean um, this this will be a, a big, I mean a, a big way to. A, I mean, let me rephrase that. This year will be very important to kind of see who he is as a as a real player. You've had a ton of success last year. Um, you'll be the defending champion at the Masters. Um, so this will be a, a true test to kind of see who he is as a as a real player. Was it a a one and done kind of a flash in the pan, just one hit wonder? He had a great season, um, or is he going to be one of those players that continues to win multiple times each year? Um, so I guess we'll just have to kind of wait and see on that one. But that'll be that'll be interesting um, for sure. Yeah. So Will Zalatoris is back. Obviously, um, you know he's been having some some injuries with his back. Um, but he is in the field this week, Cam Young as well. Um, your guy, Xander Shoffley, um, Colin Morikow. Whose guy? Your guy? No, or that's, your Xander that's fan? That's Dwayne's guy. Oh, I thought you both liked him. Um, Hideki Matsuyama. Haven't really heard much from him lately. That'll be interesting to see. Victor Hovland, kind of the resort guy, been playing really well. Never really has a great finish here. 
I've been, I looked at like the last four years and he's always floating around like T30. So um, maybe just not, not a course for him. Matt Fitzpatrick, first time winner. He'll be in the field um, this week as well. And then uh, Tony Fino would love to see him get out to a hot start this year. If Tony Fino wins and it's an absolute shootout, does that change anything for you as far as his golf career? In, in what way? I don't know. It, it, it would, I feel like, what does he have to prove? Right. I think he needs to win a major. And unfortunately, if he wins this week, it would be the, the biggest win of his career. Mm-hmm. Nope. I'm going to say the Northern Trust. I'm going to yeah. say the Northern Trust would be the biggest win. This would be second. So like that's what I'm saying. Like, would a win here? Yes, it's great, but would it really mean anything for Tony Fina? Like, are, is Tony Fina is it just a, a major or, or bust now? So, are you asking a win here? Or does it change how we think of him? Correct. No. No. I think he's already cemented at this kind of level. Absolutely, I think if he wants to make the next step in his career, it's winning a major. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think the strength of field wise winning a first elevated event, that would be good, right? It shows that, you know, a lot of his wins are, or how many wins does Tony Fino have now? What's the he's number? Four. No, four. five, five. Okay. He's got okay. five and the four bear, of them. I want the Barracuda. Four of them have come from opposite field events or depleted fields. I mean, right. would you say? So, um, yeah, I mean, strength of field wise, it would show that you know he can play against against the best and 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 actually go out and win it, and he's not playing second fiddle to somebody else. So, I think in that respect, it it would, in my mind, maybe give him the confidence that he could win a major, and maybe it gives me a little more confidence in him winning the majors, but. Um, other than that, I mean, I, I'm still going to say Tony Fino is a phenomenal player, great ball striker, and, and hits it a mile. So I, I don't think it changes too much for me. But it, if it, a win here does give me a little more faith that a major will come. I can definitely agree with that. I think that you need a little more – we need a little more history behind these quote-unquote elevated <laughs> events. Yeah. To know, do they do they really matter to the players – do they feel differently about these tournaments than they do, you know, the other run-of-the-mill PGA Tour events? I'm kind of in a wait-and-see mode on that. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. I don't want this to be just like the WGCs where, okay, it's a cash grab and there's a lot of good, you know, a lot of great players playing, obviously, but it just seemed like they never really had any any juice, anything that really made them feel like, yeah, this is a must win kind of event. I'm hopeful that the new elevated events do have some kind of, I don't know, some kind of cachet that, that makes them kind of signature wins. But I think we're going to need a little bit of time for history to develop around these things to see, to see if that's the case you know, to then we could say, yeah, you know, this, this was kind of a career defining win for Tony Finau or whoever wins this week. Yeah, I agree. All right. We got anything else in the uh, century tournament champions? No. Okay. I think we pretty much. We talked about Scotty and winning the masters and how he's going to be the returning 
the defending champion, the live golfers will be there if they qualify. Mm-hmm. So obviously yes. the the six uh, Masters champions that have gone to the live tour um, are invited. And then I guess the rest of them that are still in the top, I don't know, maybe top 50, top, top 60. 50 or have some other some other exemption some other qualification that gets them in yeah so are we surprised that the masters are allowing live golfers to participate um i i would say no um i i i am and i'm not i would say i'm not right because the masters doesn't want you know the, the the committee doesn't want anyone to be able to say that was not the best field that they could have put out because they didn't have these players because the, you know, the top whatever um, in the world weren't there. I do think that it may change next year, especially with a lot of the live players just kind of continuing to fall down um, OWGR. Um, But I think for this year, they were just like, look, there's still, there's still a decent amount of them that are, are would qualify through world golf rankings. Um, Obviously a lot of past champions as well. So I think they were just like, look, we'll just we're going to let it happen and 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 just we'll deal with it. Right. We don't want any bad publicity. We don't want anything that's going to kind of taint taint the masters or whatever. But I think moving forward and in, in the years down the line, there may be the, the criteria to get in will be much more difficult. Um, but I think it'll still be something that's kind of weird, though, for the former champions. Um like how many of them will, will still come each year? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's definitely gonna gonna look strange, but I, I'm not super surprised that that they kind of just let it happen this year. Yeah, I think you've also got to think about the fact Fred Ridley is a pretty savvy individual, and the last thing he or anyone really wants is any kind of insinuation that there's any collusion between the masters and the usga and the pga tour to lock out live players and with that the the best route really is to just kind of let this work itself out and yes past champions will always be invited and honestly i don't see them changing that tradition and blackballing anyone other golfers are gonna they're gonna fall off the list even recent major winners unless they win unless they win the masters unless they show up and actually win this thing you know after a couple years i think what five years mm-hmm. they'll have all you know they'll have all run out on uh on their invites so you know there's a limited amount of time bryson won't be back cam smith won't be back unless they can you know pick off a u.s open or a or an open championship or something like that. So, you know, is it really worth, is it really worth the the PR nightmare, the legal headaches and everything to, uh, to try to make some kind of a statement? That's a good point. I didn't think about it like that. Um, that way you keep your, I don't know, you're, you're still clean. Right? Yeah. You stay the above the fray. You stay and, above and the And you fray. let it, you know, Right, they kind of take its course. You let the PGA Tour and the OWGR basically do your dirty work for you. Yeah, I like that. 
That's good stuff, Mike. Um, so if you're the PGA championship, what do you do? You kind of do the same thing? I don't know. It's a little bit different with, you know, it being the PGA championship. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll wait and see. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be it's going to be an interesting year when it comes to to uh, the majors. But um, we know what the first one's going to look like. We know the people that are going to be there. So um, just kind of interested to see what happens. Madison, do you know the six past champions that are now in the lift room? Um, you've got DJ, obviously you've got Bubba, you have Patrick Reed, you, um, let's see, Louie, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you need a mulligan on that one. It's not Louie. Nope. It is... Spaniard. Yeah. There you go. Oh the yeah. Sergio. Sergio. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I'm trying to think who the other two. South prominent left-handed golfer he said bubba i said bubba you another oh, prominent oh, left-handed golfer oh, oh my gosh phil phil yeah. wow yeah and come on get the last one with no help i don't know who the last one is went from nike to pxg and now i don't know who he's signed with oh god do you know mike i What's know it? and plays a uh Plays a direct-to-consumer ball, doesn't he? I'm not sure. Isn't he playing the clear? I have no idea. I don't know. He went to PXG? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. God, that's not Charles, is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That Champions Center is going to be very interesting. Yeah. You think it's going to be a little awkward? Oh, for sure. They, yeah, maybe they might have separate they might, tables. They might have to have two. Um, one at the Waffle House down the street, and then one yeah. um actually on property. Now it's gonna be weird for sure. I mean, it, it's it was one of those things to begin with where it was just kind of like, okay, you want to go over there and, and do your thing and take the money that everyone was just kind of like, whatever you want to do. But then when they brought the legal stuff into it, that's when I guess everyone really started to to kind of get um right. a little ticked off with them. And that's when the the bad blood really started to kind of boil over. So it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be it'll be weird. So, but so where does Nicholas where does Nicholas come down on this? You know, is it the Nicholas that, oh yeah, they approached me and I told them that they need to they need to keep their money. I helped start the PGA tour. Is it that Jack or is it the Jack who reportedly was trying? to take the deal and the Nicholas companies forbade him from doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess what it, it depends on if he has a camera on him or not. Mm -hmm. um, I know which Jack will get if he's got a camera on him, but oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Golf's at a weird spot right now. That's why 2023 could be like a really, uh, really good refresher just to kind of now that everything's really kind of more divided and they've, there's the live tour or live, invitationals and then the pj tour and just kind of see how they coexist next year obviously this past year was um you know just these little you know battles back and forth so it'll be interesting to see um to see what happens this year the netflix documentary i've heard thought i saw on twitter i think is due in around february end of january early That's february soon? oh so um yes. 
that'll be exciting. I uh, can't wait to see all that, to see what was really going on behind closed doors with a lot of these meetings. If, if we're allowed in to, to kind of see them, I don't know how much um, video was taken or of the phone calls, but that'll be interesting to see. So I really think that's, um, that's about it this week. Um, so we've got our picks in Justin Thomas, Mike taking John Rom and Sterling. Who you got again? Sung Jay. Sung Jay. So, um, We'll see how our how our guys do this week, um, and we'll we'll recap next week. But make sure you are following us on all the socials: Twitter, Instagram, um, TikTok, YouTube, um, Two in One Golf, or Two in One Golf Pod on those. Um, but until then, we'll see you next week. Oh.